Bounce forward with Comcast Business. Get a reliable internet and voice solution starting at $64.90 a month for 12 months for two years. Call or go online today. Restrictions apply. New customers only 25 megabits per second service on one voice and early termination fee applies. Equivalent installation tax and fees extra and subject to change. Call for details. Welcome to the Courageous Recovery Broadcast. I'm your host, Randy Mortensen. This is a 15 to 20 minute weekly program where we provide answers for your I don't know how. Whether you're dealing with recovery issues, emotions from a loss, or maybe life has just thrown you one more curveball than you expected, I'm glad you're here. Today, we're going to be talking with Lolita Guarin, just a powerful speaker and, and, a, and a great story, and, and I'm just excited to, to have her join me here. And I see that, that we literally have people signing on from coast to coast, and it's amazing because I, I think we're up to 14 or 15 foreign countries of people that are listening to this podcast. So thanks for taking time from your busy schedules to connect. And you should see a, the chat on the Facebook page. If you want to leave a comment, I would appreciate that and share it as often as you, as you wish. For more information, as always, my personal website is randymortensen.com. That's Mortensen, S-E-N. And later in the show, I'm going to talk more about the 21-point assessment. That's a tool to determine whether you or a loved one qualifies for one of my programs that is called the Lifestyle Champion Cohort. So today, as I, as I mentioned, it's just a, an honor to, to welcome Lolita onto the show with me. And I just need to stop sharing. And there she is. And I will be back in a minute. There. Okay. All the way from the great metropolis of Houston, Texas. There she is, Lolita. How is your Monday? Hi, Randy. Thank you for inviting me to your show. Yeah, well, and, Monday just passed by, and you know, next thing you know, it's already Friday again. <laughs> yeah, some 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 people would remember that when I was in the corporate world, I maybe wasn't the uh, most considerate when it came to being a boss because I would say not on Monday, but but I would say on Friday. The good news is it's Friday. That means we only have two more work days left in this week. <laughs> <laughs> I I was not popular when I said those sorts of things, but but your topic about stress in personal life, stress in the workplace is just spot on, right? I, I mean, I just love it. I'm, I got to believe you're just hearing a lot of people come to you saying, "Wow, I need I need to hear your message or read your book." Is that are you hearing that often about people admitting to stress in their lives or not? Yes, a lot. And um, any networking event that I go or I go to any party anywhere and people ask me, so what do you do for a living? And like, I help individuals to be the burnout and stress and be, become more productive and more healthy. And they're like, oh my God, I need to give you a call because everyone is stressed. Especially right now, we are just so stressed out because of the pandemic and of the unknown, what will happen with the jobs and you know, will we stay healthy and all of this uncertain, turbulent times. Definitely, I'm like, keep my phone handy a lot. Wow, wow. Okay, so here's, and I'm, you, you and I had a, had a 
great opportunity to talk last week. So I know a little bit about your story, but I'd like to just share with our listeners. Tell me, tell me about your your youth and and um, just the experience as you immigrated to this great country called the United States. Uh, give us a little backdrop, if you would please. Well, uh, as you can tell, um, I'm from somewhere from Eastern Europe. Um, I'm from Lithuania, and I came uh, to this country back in 2000. Actually, it's not the, it just turned 20 years because I came in April 20th. And um, so I grew up in Soviet Union. Yes, so now you know how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, first of all, growing up in Soviet Union is <laughs> very stressful to begin with, right? It's like it's just not enough of anything. Um, I'm also only one child, so I don't have no brothers, no sisters. And, um, you know, I, I, I remember in school they would say, oh, you know, you're just so spoiled because, you know, you're only one child. I'm like, no, you have no idea how stressful it is because my mom and daddy don't see anyone else, only me. So it's like 100% attention on me. Right. And um, also, I would love to have brother or sister so I can actually share um, the burdens of life and, you know, and ask for help somebody so close. But uh, I think the on top of all of the other things, it was very um, stressful childhood for me because my dad uh, was alcoholic. And back in the day, it was very common to have an alcoholic father. Mothers rarely, but fathers a lot. And um, But just because everybody else has a father alcoholic doesn't mean that you are less stressed or have less of childhood trauma, right? Right. And um, um, my dad was pretty much alcoholic since like the day I was born. And, you know, he was already alcoholic before I was born. And um, I remember just very hard feeling of, coming back after school and then you already see like you know six o'clock approaching and that's the time when my dad needs to come back home after work and if he comes back of course I'm like okay good but then he will be a little moody because well you know he didn't get drink something so you know you will be a little conflict there but then do you count hours if he didn't come at six o'clock and then he didn't show up at eight then you're thinking wow you know something's much bigger happening so if you come back at eight, this means you will be a little bit kind of had some alcohol, but then you will be on the, maybe on a very happy mood or maybe on very not the good side. And then whatever he doesn't come back until 10 PM, you know, like, okay, so that's mean he was so drunk. He even couldn't come back home. So like every day, like this feeling of what is the rest of the night's going to look like for me or for my mom? And my dad was um, very, we used to get very violent when he would be drunk. And um, I still remember when I was like six years old, um, in the middle of the night, he came back and they had a fight with my mom. And he decided he's going to leave her now. So he just opened the window. And then he opened all uh, our, the, where our dishes were, China. And then he just started throwing everything to the window because this is how he was moving out. Wow. And um, I remember my mom, you know, like, it's, it's just still this feeling of, and this is, was not one time. He, I remember he, well, he was a butcher, so he knew his knives and how to cut the chicken and the pork and everything. And I remember one day I was cooking, I was a teenager, and he came back drunk, and he decided he's going to show me how to do better with knife. At that, you know, nobody got killed, nobody got injured, but, <laughs> you know, like I could go for hours about that, but uh, I grew up on a constant stress of how the rest of my day is going to look like. At school, you know, I was only one child, so if I'll get bullied, 
I couldn't run to my sister or my brother. I cannot right. say, you know, like, you know, don't touch me because I'm going to ask my bigger brother to come and get you. I didn't have none of that. I had right. to face all of those bullies myself. And I think my poor mom was, you know, she was doing the best she could, uh, always taking care of, the, of, you know, of all of us and making sure we have enough money because whatever my dad will get a paycheck, I mean, he will be just, just all the paycheck or maybe half more than that. It will be just totally wasted. Right. So it was a constant of struggling. Uh, were we going to buy the things because there are no things to buy, then no money to buy. And then my dad's alcoholic. So um, it was very stressful <laughs> growing up. So when I finally left the house, I was thinking, now I can relax when I went to college. But uh, then I will think about my mom because I'm thinking, well, now she needs to deal by herself with my dad. And, um, and really, I think what really saved my family, because um, and back in 2000, as I mentioned, I came to the United States and I came as an au pair. Um, I thought you know, I love traveling and I thought that would be great for me to see the country. And then my mom called like a month after and uh, in May and she was very happy and she, she was not crying because, you know, when I would talk to her right after I left, you know, I'm only one child and I left and she was just crying her eyes out and, uh, and she wasn't crying. She was happy. And at the time it was very popular to apply for the green card lottery for the alien resident status. Right, and, right. and I was like, mom, you calling me. That's, expensive to call you know like 20 years ago you know to call from the foreign country like lithuania to call to us was very expensive I'm like i have a feeling you won the green card lottery guys and she right. was like yes we did so my parents came here and since there was no home to go back for me back in lithuania my parents came here and um that was i think that's just you know we just been saved as a family by this because uh, when we arrived here, of course, it was very hard because we didn't know anyone. We had no family members. There are plenty of immigrants who come already have some sort of a safety net. You know, they already right. have a family or friends. They say, hey, you can stay in our house and you can, um, we can find you a, a job. And, but he was really not, not much. I was, an, I was a nanny and the family that I was working with, they were actually a little mean too. But that's different story but right. they, after that they moved to back to North Carolina that's where they were from so and I had only a few friends that were actually immigrants and um actually I had some uh, one Russian friend she helped my, to employ my mom but uh when they came we suddenly were you know suddenly I was in Lithuania I was uh, uh, um, only one daughter and then I came here and then I became a single mother with two kids Right, right. I'm like, I don't even know what we're gonna do now, you know. And um, the, as the, as a nanny, you were you were responsible for those two kids, right. right? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So so talk about the talk about becoming a citizen and and the challenging aspect of that for you. Is there a, a story there, or is it not just worth talking about? So, uh, well, uh, I actually just got citizenship uh, in December. Yeah, so it took me almost 20 years to get it. Wow. And if, if someone would have told me that at the beginning, I would be like, no, there's no way. It has to be just, you're not going to wait on something like that for 20 years. But it right. happened to me like that because my parents, um, when they won the green card lottery and they became um, residents here, 
I was too old to win with them. So um, then, then I was like, okay, well, if I'm not in that, then I know I'm staying here. So I already came with a bachelor's degree from Lithuania. So I'm like, I know it's in order for me to have a job here. It's very good to go to school here and get American degree as well. So I became international student. And then I met my husband who's from Colombia. So no, he was not American citizen. And um, I listened to my heart and I married someone who I loved. And I remember I was going to, when my parents came, I went to the lawyers and I said, how we can, what are we going to do now? And they said, well, if you apply through your parents, it will take you years. But you can do the faster way, you just can marry an American. And I'm like, well, easy to, for you to say. And I remember the lawyer said, look, honey, the way you look, you give me just $10,000 and I'll hook you up next month. Oh and I was gosh. like, I'm like, I am not selling That's disgusting. Myself. That's disgusting. And, and I know why people do that. Because if, you, if you're doing the right thing, if you do everything the way the law says, it takes you forever to get anywhere. Right. So, right. so the, the people do all those kind of things just so they could, you know, get through the system faster. And then they immediately get permission to work. And they, you know, like two, three years, they're ready residence. And then they just get through the system. But... I was like, I am not gonna sell myself for ten thousand dollars for this. That, that's so that's I, yeah, that's the challenge with human trafficking. Quite honestly, is yeah. it takes it to that next step, doesn't it? So yeah, for sure. Well, let me let me just pause for a minute and and just remind the the listeners that that I do offer a lifestyle champion cohort, which is an eight week, ninety minute weekly Zoom meeting arrangement where. There are three phases. The first is the evaluation phase. The second is to actually equip you to get sober or stay clean. Or, and then the third phase is enjoy. The other thing that, that I want to offer any of you today is, is, is for those of you who can see it that are watching the video, if you text CHAMPION to 66866, that's CHAMPION to 866 or 66866, one more time, champion to 66866, I will send you then my, my uh, short book, an ebook called The Five Common Mistakes Made When Pursuing Recovery. And it's a good read for the person who's finally said, I've had enough and, and they want to go down the path of, of recovery uh, or even for the loved ones, as, as Lolita was, was sharing, there are some tidbits in there that, that, give encouragement that if you're a person that's, that's just struggling uh, as the caretaker or as the daughter or, or spouse or son of someone who's battling or even a coworker, uh, there's some words of encouragement there to determine who's eligible for the cohort. What you do is go to randymortensen.com and on there, there's a 21 question assessment that will determine whether you're eligible or not. So, what I don't have done yet is my book titled God Took Me to Las Vegas, but Miss Lolita, she has her book. So how people are going to be inspired, Lolita, from what you're saying today and, and want to know how to get in touch with you because you do speaking and, and ongoing consulting. How do they get a hold of you and how, how might they buy your book? Uh, so they're welcome to go to my website, beamazingyou.com. And um, there are plenty of links that lead to other things that I do. I have online uh, courses, how to manage stress in the workplace environment. 
Um, then I also have a book, it's called Crush Stress While You Work. And it's available on Amazon, but it also, you can reach that book uh, through, the through the link through my website. I also do one-on-one -on -one coaching that also you're welcome to uh, register on through my website as well. Okay. And, and is there a particular group of mostly women, I'm assuming, is that a fair assumption or do you do, do some consulting and coaching with some men too? Um, I would say it's about 50-50 because oh, really? I, I, um, what led me to write a book and become a stress management coach is because I went through so much stress that impacted my health. And then I learned how to manage that stress naturally. And um, my majority of my stress, of course, uh, when I arrived here, it was coming from the work environment. So my goal was to reach the majority of people work, right? So, and, uh, and they spend the majority of time there. So my niche is uh, more into workplace. That's why I go lunch and learns and I speak how to manage stress in the work environment. And of course, in the work environment, there are plenty of men and women. And so it, it kind of goes both ways. I have uh, clients that come to me and they do one-on-one -on -one and they invite me to come and teach the team or, or backwards. So I cannot say there's only women. There's plenty of men that, that, that I thought and how to manage their stress and not necessarily in the workplace. Yeah, and in what, and I haven't asked you this before, so I, if, if there's not a safe answer or a fair answer, then just say, you know what, that's a hard question. But what's the number one cause of stress in today's world, do you think? Um, it's paying too much attention to things that really don't matter. Oh, wow. So it's a focus issue. We stress ourselves too much for something that's probably in 10 years won't matter at all. But of course, then also time management and some other things. I mean, okay. I made the whole course out of it. So it's not only one, it's quite a few things. Right, right. And, and I was just curious what the number one thing that you've observed as, as being creation, creator of stress. And, and it's, it's what I say is it's my inability to say no is part of the challenge, right? Uh, but time management and, and focus on the wrong things that just don't matter, probably. Uh, right, and, and you know, in, in the same uh, saying no, uh, something when you think about it, if I, you know, you're making a big deal of not saying no to some person, so. Right, 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 okay. All right, well, I, these these 18 minutes have really gone fast. Anything that you would like to just words of encouragement you would like to, to leave our guests with today? I would invite everyone to remember um, to take care of themselves first in order to take care of others. It's kind of imagine when you get on a flight and they tell you to put your mask on first so you can take <laughs> care of others. That's exactly what you need to do in life because when you're sick in the hospital, who's going to take care of those that you love? Wow, that's a great analogy. Just like putting your mask on first on an airplane. That's, I, I might use that. That's a good one. Thank you very much for that. So thank you, Lalitha, for taking time out of your crazy business schedule. I want to remind our listeners that you can reach out to me if you're struggling today or know a person who's, who's struggling today. Please don't wait another day to seek help. You can reach out to me at 321-757-HOPE. That's 321-757-HOPE. And again, uh, to get the download of the ebook, it's champion to 66866. I hope you found the information helpful today. Look for the replays of, of this to be available here on the Facebook page. 
or on the usual podcast out, online outlets like Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and a whole bunch of others. So we'll leave you with this. Have a blessed day and be extraordinary today. Thank you. Keep the devices in your home protected from Wi-Fi threats with Xfinity XFi. If it's connected, it's protected. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Switch to Xfinity today and get a great offer. You'll get fast speeds and the best in-home Wi-Fi experience with Xfinity XFi. And now you can get advanced security for free when you get the XFi gateway. That's a $72 value per year. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store to switch today. Restrictions apply.